0: Let us get going. So today's daf is daf memal. Page 41. In the Halaga Mesechas, Ksubas, we're going to finish the third parak. Hashem, with Hashem's help, we'll finish up the third parak. A lunaris today. And um, we have a fascinating daf, a real change of pace for what we're going to be learning. And as we as we uh, spoke out towards the beginning of the Mesechta, we're. You know, in the yeshiva world, in the velt, so Ksubis is known as shas katan because there's so many different sugyas that uh, you know that come out over there that that, that come up in our Mesechda. So today's daf is going to be an additional sugya. It's going to be focused primarily on Bhavakama dika and yanim. All right, bavakama dika and A lot of laws of monetary. Uh, obligations, laws of damages, so on and so forth. Let us get going. Here we go. Final daf in the third parak Says the Mishnah, Memalaf, aleph. top line, Ha'imer, Ptits, bitai Listen to this. A guy walks into Besden and he says, I seduced the daughter of Yankul. Guy walks into I seduced the daughter of Yankel. Okay. Now, What's going to be the halacha? How do we treat this situation? So says the Mishnah: Mishaleim upegam Remember, there's no pain by seduction. What do you pain? Well, what do you pay? Baishes the embarrassment, upegam, and the loss of value on the market. knas. However, the fine obligation that's written in the Torah. You do not pay. Why? So Rashi kicks in over here and tells us the sources from Tractate Babakama, where we learn out from a Pusik in the Torah, Moda Beknas putter When somebody admits to a fine, he comes into Bezdin in our circumstance, right? He's saying, listen, I seduced her and there's no witnesses to this, but this is what he's saying. So whenever you admit to a fine before witnesses come, you're putter, There's no obligation to pay that fine. However, he is saying we we do believe it happened because he's putting he's you know he's stating that it happened. So we're gonna say, okay, according to your words, pay the baishas, pay the pagam, but you're not gonna have to pay, uh you're not gonna have to pay the kanas, pay the fine. Now, here's what's interesting. What about as far as the girl is concerned? Do we now treat her (coughs) excuse me, do we treat her like a virgin or non-virgin? Because again, there's no witnesses. And this guy is coming in here by himself. So we say there's not going to be a fine, but you have to pay Baisha Zubagam. If she ever wants to marry a Kohen Gadol, is she allowed to marry the Kohen Gadol? Didn't we have this before? That we believe Adam to apostle themselves, but not to apostle someone Excellent. So comes along Rabbi Ravinsky, correctly, and says that the halacha is going to be, that he wants to open his mouth about himself. We'll listen to the part that that puts himself at some sort of uh, detriment. But to say he walks into Bezin, can he p- cause a detriment to the girl? So we're going to see that no. We're going to see no, you cannot cause a detriment to the girl. Fine. But, that, but he's going to pay the baisu Pagan. Here we go. Ha'aymer Ganafti. Now the Mishnah, once we're talking about fines and financial obligations, is going to transition into that topic. Ha'aymer Ganafti. Somebody says, I stole from Yankul. So what do we say? Okay, you say you stole, so you gotta pay back what you're stating that you stole. However, however, it, you know you uh, oftentimes if somebody steals through theft in a in a um, private way, in a quiet way. So there's a, the Torah says you have to pay a, a knas, an additional fine, you're gonna to have to pay back double if we catch you. And the the uh, If you steal an ox or a sheep And you shecht it Or you sell it You're going to have to pay back Four or five times that amount So if he says I stole And then he does one of these things And everything's happening on his word He's only going to have to pay back The value of what he says he stole He's not going to have to pay The extra double Which is a knas, Or the extra three or four times Over the cap Okay Next case of the Mishnah A guy walks into Bezin And he says Hamus Shori Esploni, my ox killed Yankel, okay now usually usually, if your ox kills somebody, there's an additional Kofar atonement obligation that you have to pay over here that that is a So over here, the Allah is gonna be that um Alpi so he's gonna he's gonna have to pay alpi atme okay. Now, what does that mean? You're paying the Kofar. Now, if you say you're paying the Kofar when you're admitting, this must be that Kofar is not considered a knas. Rather, it's considered a regular mumon, a regular monetary obligation. Fine. Let's keep going in our Bishnah. What if a guy says, Hamish hey, shayri my axe killed Avdo Shalplani, the servant of Yankul. My axe killed Yankul's servant. Now, as we learned on yesterday's daf, when somebody kills a servant of somebody else, an Eber Kanani, the luck is you pay a fine, a flat fee of 30 shekel. So our Tana holds that if somebody says, hey, bishari, uh, avdei shoplani, alpi He does not need to pay He does not need to pay Why? Again, because since the Torah gives a flat amount, no matter how capable your Evid was, we see that even the entire amount of 30 shekel, it's just a kanas, you admit it, you're off the hook. Says the Mishnah, let me teach you the bottom line, says our Tana, our author, anytime, somebody's going to end up paying more than they damaged, meaning it's not completely in line with the amount of damaging. He does not need to pay on his own admission. Okay? He doesn't... Uh, he's not going to pay because it's not a mammon obligation. It's a knas obligation. All right. Says the Gemara, let's get into this Mishnah. In fact, the Gemara, what was the first case of our Mishnah? Somebody says, I seduced the daughter of Yankul. What if he comes in and he says, I was Ma'anes, the daughter of Yankul. I violated... I raped her, right? Why are we giving the case strictly of Mifatah? Says the Gemara, velisni Anasti... Why don't we give a case where he says, I, I was ma'anis I violated the uncle's daughter. Gemara says, you're right, it could have, but it's not necessary to state that. You know why? Lai me bai Our Mishnah is writing our Mishnah and, as a way of, of, Lai me bai. Lai me means, I don't even need to tell you. Meaning, Lai me bai, I don't need to tell you. Anasti, if he says, I violated his daughter, that there's no knas. You know why? To like pagimla. Because over there, He's not even making her look bad. You understand? A guy walks into Bezdin and he says, I completely violated her against her will. Does that hurt her reputation? Very important message, by the way. There's no embarrassment in being a victim, there's embarrassment in being the bully. If somebody's victimized by somebody else, for the community or a group of people to cause embarrassment to the victim, chas what they do wrong? Nothing. A guy says, Asma'ani's his daughter, is he making her look bad? No, not at all. Not at all. She was victimized. Better to be the victim than the bully in the eyes of the rabbi. Who wants to be a bully? However, to like a him, listen, there's no Pagam that's coming out about her name. But when somebody says, I seduced her, oh, listen, he's causing some sort of uh, Pagam for her. He's saying, listen, she got involved in this. I was able to, you know, uh, seduce her and get her to come to me willingly. I would say that he's not mishalim for the... By, even for the Baishas and Pagam, pee Atzmai, according to his own words, you know what we're going to say to him? Go jump in the lake. You understand? It's fascinating. The Havamina, it, not the Havamina. The Gemara is telling us. I would think that if somebody walks at the makes himself look bad, and also makes somebody else look bad, we won't even make him pay. You know what we're going to say to him? You're a liar. We don't trust you. Bye. You, we, we're not going to take your words and make anybody look bad. You're not going to pay. We don't take your. We complete, You're completely discredited. This is straight up mighty shamra. Get out of here. We don't believe you. Go jump in a lake. Kamashveli. And the Mishnah lets us know. Interestingly, we take his word as far as what makes him look bad, but we don't accept it as far as what's going to make anybody else look bad. Beautiful, uh, uh, beautiful lemur over here. All right. Says the Gemara, you should know our Mishnah Masnisen Deleika Haytana does not fall in line with a different Tana. There's a different Tana. There's an author of our Mishnah. We'll call him the Tanakama. Okay, the unnamed author so far. You should know that our Mishnah does not fall in line with all opinions. There's another Tana who argues. Let's get into this. The Tana Luntin Abraisa, so. Reb Shimon Yudai remember Mishem Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon Yudai know, says the name of Reb Shimon Ein uh, um, Af. Baisha Supagam. You hear this? It's incredible. Says in the name <coughs> in the name of Rabbi Shimon, When somebody says, "I was mefat to her," he doesn't have to pay anybody. Nothing. He doesn't pay anything. Lai kol hey You know why? Because we're gonna tell him you're a mighty shemranik. You're a liar. We don't trust you. We don't trust any part of your words. and Who are you? to go ahead and cause a bad name for Yanko's daughter. Meaning there's a Tana, a different opinion that states that it's better off to say, don't pay her and nothing happened, than to say, pay the Baisha Supagam and some people might think something happened. Okay? Yeah, you're raising a your hand, go ahead. So, so, what keeps people from going and doing all these avlas and then running the Baisha in and saying, I was maanis, or I was Mafate. and And you get off scot-free. Oh, you're not getting off scot According to who, this? According to this, according to this Tana. Rep Shimon, Rep Shimon, uh, so So, see, you're going to ask that kasha anytime, I hear. You're going to ask that kasha, that question is a challenging question, anytime there's a fine placed by the Torah. You're asking, a generally, why, um, why, um, is paka? Correct, because what right? you're going to do is put the base in and... You're off. Okay. Payback, you're That's it. I hear. Right. Now, ultimately, we'll get into that Baba Kama, but ultimately, as Rashi teaches on the top of the Sambud, the second and third line, Asher on Elahim means it has to come through Apsak Bezin, and it can't come, through your own, uh, can't come through your own violation. You know, there used to be a time, up until just a few years ago, where people's reputations were worth a lot more than their actions. There used to be a time like that. You know, <laughs> maybe the Gemara is assuming, you know, maybe the Torah trusts, you know, th- this understanding. Where uh, uh, Lamaisa, the keser Shame toiv, is Ayla al-Gabayhan. The crown of a good name, uh, you know, uh, overrides anything. To to suspect people to do what they want, because they can get out of a knas, you know, or being mefateh. That, that's really, you, you should know, a lot of the times there's a knas... It, it's not only a kanas. There's gonna be other obligations. This actually would be a unique set of circumstance according to this to this uh, Tana. You know, I'm sure there's other cases like this as well, but in a khanab. Okay. Thank you. Valid. What happens if she says, you know what? Let him pay me Baishas and pagam and and let's accept his testimony in Bez and let's assume he seduced me. I prefer that people Think that I went to him willingly, but at least give, at least show me the money. My, what would be the Allah there? Says the Gemara, well, one second. It's not only dependent on her. Remember, who does the Knast go to? Her, the father doesn't want her to have a name like that. So the Gemara says, fine. What if the father is okay with it too? They say, show me the money. And uh, we're not so concerned of people, you know, looking at the name of Pagum so Gomorrah says, Such a beautiful response. It is. Sometimes you can have individuals that don't care. They don't care. No busha. No bad. You yeah, we, we just want to check. We don't care if it makes us look bad. You have to realize you're from a village. You don't live on an island. Very nice that maybe to her or her father who are receiving the money, they don't care if they look bad, they just say, give us a check. But what about everybody else? There's other people, I mean, and now the siblings maybe will have a harder time with Shuduchim. I don't know. Whatever it could be. So the Gemara says, okay, valid point. But what if Nechalul of What if they're also in on it? Okay. Says the Gemara E Efshir the Sayom La it's not Shaykh. It's not Shaykh. It's not possible. And I love this because you see from here that Klai Yisroel is always going to have the people who have Busha. It's in our DNA. You're going to have the people that have their morals. They have their standards. They have their, the importance of the way people view them. And EF, sure, it's not possible to have somebody who's going to be impacted by this name getting out there that it doesn't bother them Hence The bottom line is Even if everybody here says We don't care if, That it's impacting our name We're still going to tell This guy Get out of here We don't trust you According to this other tan, according, to uh, according to the Who argues on her According to the um, To Yeah According to this other time That is shalem, That you're not going to pay at all Okay Beautiful Two dots Here we go what do we say in our Mishnah? What do we learn? Haim A person says, I stole. He doesn't pay the kefel. He doesn't pay double. Itmar, we learn. Paul There's going to be a fascinating sugya that's going, to, that's going to take on a few different heads as we go through today's daf. But we're going to talk about half damages. Now what's half damages? So half damages is a large, large topic. In Babakama, it has to do with somebody's property damaging. When somebody's animal damages, when it's unexpected to. It's called a tam. It's unexpected to damage. The Torah says, until it becomes a moor, you're going to be paying half of whatever damage you caused. Okay. Now, so Pal when you have half damages, let me ask you a question. Let's think about this. Let's think about this together. I damaged something worth $100, I now need to pay 50. Is that a fine payment or is that a monetary payment? If it's a monetary payment, why am I not paying the whole thing? That's how it works, I break your window, I pay for your window. If it's a fine payment, then it's unique that it's a fine that doesn't have a set amount Completely, it's just based upon what I did damage. So can you have a fine that's dependent on my damage, but I still call it a fine ultimately when I pay. Now, a practical difference is going to be if you admit to it. Are you off the hook or not? So it's interesting. When when you pay for half damages, is that a fine the Torah is placing on me to pay half? Or is it no? It's a financial monetary obligation. It's just limited. and I have to pay half. Oh, I would have had to pay $100 for whatever my ox damaged. I only need to pay half in damages. Yeah? Fascinating. So here we go. This is a major, major Sugib of a comma. When you pay half, you pay 50 out of the 100. That is a monetary obligation. Ravuner Bader Vishu Amar. Palga Nizga and again, what's a practical difference? If you admit. If you admit it and it's a fine, you're off the hook. If you admit it but it's a monetary obligation, you're still on the hook. Here we go. Rav Papa says, half damages are considered a monetary payment. You know why? He says, because he says, very interesting. He says, a regular ox is not considered shimur, it's not considered guarded. Not considered guard, uh, guarded, meaning. You don't expect it because an ox's nature is not to go damage things. But at the same time, it's an ox. So it's your property. You know there's a chance. So because of that, it's like, kind of your responsibility, kind of not your responsibility. Really, your property damages you. you should pay the whole thing. But the Torah wants wants to have mercy. The Torah wants to be nice. Why? The Torah says, you know, we're understanding. In your property you should be paying the full hundred dollars in damage, but I, I get I get it's so hard, you know, to, to expect all of society to always know where their animal is at every time when it's not expected to damage. If expect the damage, it's expected to damage, that's on you. But when it's not we get a low, we get it, kati you haven't yet had had uh, had any sort of warning about it damaging, and therefore you pay half. Monetary, but you pay half. No, it's a knas, it's a fine. Why? They say, interesting, a regular ox is considered automatically watched, meaning it's domesticated, there's zero expectation for it to break out of its regular nature. Why would I expect my, my domesticated animal to go damaged like that? So really, since it's considered watched, as far as the laws of watching are concerned, it's like naturally watched. Really? There's no monetary obligation at all because all an owner needs to do to his property is make sure that it's watched from damaging and this is naturally watched. So why do I pay anything? But the Torah puts a fine on him. Why? Because the Torah says, you know what? It's true that as far as level of watching is concerned, you would usually be allowed to rely on that. However, you can't, an animal's an animal is an animal is an animal. And we're going to get into this later on on the DAF as well. And therefore, there is also an expectation on the owner should have done a little bit more. And therefore, we're going to fine you by making you pay 50%. Okay, here we go. The Gemara now is, there's a two dots, but we're continuing on this topic. What we just established is an all-time shastika machlekes about whether pal when you pay partial damage, is it a fine or is it monetary obligation? Here we go. Simon hizik, ma, vehemis, klav. The way to remember the halachas we're about to learn is hizik, to damage, ma, what, vehemis, Kill, claw, and then we're going to state a rule. All right, let's get into this. Says the Gemara. Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah. Let's get ready on Nizigba Mazi Both, what, this is very yeshivish. You ready? Ready? Both the damager and the damageee, ah, Gavaldic. Both the damager and the damageee have a part in the payment. It makes sense if you say that when you pay half of the damages, it's a monetary obligation. That's why we're saying even the damagee, the party that was hurt, is has part of the payment. Why? So listen to this. Here's the beautiful svarah. If the whole thing is a financial obligation, so really it should be paid in full, but the Torah limits it to pay half. So what's happening is, the Torah is really saying, the damager has to pay, has to cover half, and the damagee has to cover half. That's basically what uh, what that approach is saying. El palgan is Koknosa. but according to the opinion that says the half damages are working upwards, we really, you're, really there shouldn't be any sort of obligation. However, there's a fine that's placed on the mazik, on the damager, but there really shouldn't be any payment. Hasho but tashlum anisei. I don't understand. In what way is the nizik taking part in any sort? Is the damagee taking part in any sort of payment? He wasn't getting anything. All of a sudden, he's walking away with fifty dollars, with half of what he was damaged. He's actually gaining more than he deserved. You're not going to call that a payment. So the Gemara says, "No, let me explain what our Mishnah means when it says the damager and the damagee have a role, have a part in the payment." What it means is. Okay, that Mishnah is dealing with a separate reality that is referring to the Pachas nevela, which means like this. As soon as an animal dies, let's say an animal that's alive is worth $400. As soon as it dies, its meat is now going to be valued at $200. If you wait to take it to court, even a short amount of time, that meat is going to go down in value big time. okay. So, that's called a, um, a pchas Nevela, a loss of value within the carcass until Besdin ultimately rules how much everybody needs to pay. And then we look at the carcass, says the Gemara, one second. So pchas Nevela, if we're saying our Mishnah it says that the loss of value in the carcass between the time it died to the time that you got the judgment, that is split or that is shared. By the Nizik and the mazik, if that's the case, Tanini we learned in the Mishnah, Tashlume nezek. when it comes to damages, Mishalim, Melamed, Shahab Bailim, Metapalim, It's actually the damagee, the one who owned the animal, that's the one that he has to take care of the animal. What does that mean? That means like this. Reuven's ox gores and kills Shimon's ox. Shimon's ox was worth $400. Alive. Now it's dead, it's worth 200. It is Shimon's responsibility to sell that meat ASAP to get as much value out of it as possible. I am the damage why are you putting the responsibility on me? That's how it works. The nizik is one responsible, and you can only get back or get payment on the difference from the time that it was alive to the time that it was ultimately killed. So says the Gemara. We already know in the Mishnah that the nizik, the damaji has a uh, financial responsibility within the rule of pchas and therefore, when the other Mishnah says nizik v'mazik betashlumim, it can't be dealing strictly. It can't be dealing strictly with pchas okay? Because again, that would be redundant in the Mishnah. So the Gemara answer is chada betam v'chada bemud. No, the Mishnayos are not redundant. They're both dealing with pchas and one's dealing with a case where. Um, the animal that gored is a tam, which means it did not yet create a pattern. The goring animal did not create a pattern of being a goring animal. Okay, we still don't have the expectation that it's going to damage. Another case is a mod. A mod is it's already established and the owner has a further responsibility on that animal. And I have to teach me the Allah about both by a tam Goring and by a muad goring. Why? I would say, listen, there was no edus yet. There's no edus yet, and therefore we're not going to put. I'm sorry. There, there's no um, not edus. Hasra, hasra. There's no warning on the owner of the of the ox. That he's still a tam, and therefore we're not going to throw the responsibility of dealing with the carcass on him. Yeah, innocent innocent guy, you know, just one of the stuff happens, you know? However, Avamur, the ayatayma lawyer, but I would say, let's say this guy's animal was a mur. It developed a pattern of damaging. You know what I'm going to say? The, to the owner of the, to Ruvain, whose animal damaged, you deal with the dead carcass. What do you, you're, you what's, your, what's your deal? Your animal's still out there goring? We're not going to put the responsibility to deal with this on the damagee and say stuff happens. And you know what, therefore it's on you? No, we're throwing, the, we're throwing the book at you. You deal with everything. And if I would have just told me by the Allah of muad that the Nizik deals with the dead carcass, I would say, you know why the damagee has to deal with the carcass? Because anyway, he's getting full payment. So once he's receiving full payment on the animal, so, you know, you're getting paid back you got to put a little bit of skin in the game here as well. You're, there, there's complete restitution. But maybe by a time, when he's only getting paid back 50%. He's not getting paid back his full value. So maybe we'll say, you know, I would think, maybe the, the damagee can say to the damager, I'm not being fully compensated over here. You have to deal, uh, I'm taking enough of a loss. You're the one who has to deal with this uh, carcass. So therefore, Tzricha, we have to learn two separate Mishnayis, each one dealing with pas Devela, one by a tam, one by a muad, telling me that both the Nizik and the mazik are involved in, in uh, Tashlumen, in, ta- in being involved in the payment. Okay, beautiful. That's a great clarification of that Mishnah. But ultimately, let's remember, what sugya, what is our ultimate uh, goal over here? What's our uh, ultimate topic over here? Is the all-time achloikas about uh, uh, Nezek? When you pay half of uh, damage, is that a knas? Or when you pay half the damage, is that a financial obligation? Here we go. Toshma, come and listen. Ma bain tam What's the difference in halacha? between an an animal that's a tam, unexpected to damage and a moor, an animal that created a pattern of damage? I'll tell you the difference, says the Gemara, says the Braisa. A tam pays half damage. Um, from its body, from its body. Now, Miku Foy, Right now, what we're understanding is: ready? If Reuven's ox kills Shimon's ox, we now take Reuven's ox and sell it. The the ox that created the damage. All right, that ox is what's going to be used to pay back for half the damage. All right. Now, this interestingly is gonna hold true even if the ox that got damaged had higher value. Now, let me ask you a question. Off the cuff, if you're paying for the damage of the, if you're paying for the value of the animal that damaged as opposed to the value of the animal that got damaged, does that seem like a monetary compensation or does that seem more like a fine t- sort of type of thing? Seems more like a fine, right? Because by regular damage, you look at what was damaged and you use that as the um, scale to determine how much I pay. Over here, interestingly, says the Brisa, uh, the atom uh, is going to pay half of the damage of the damagers, the ox that damaged its body. And also if it's Umud, so you're going to have to pay from the best of the best, uh, best uh, uh, property. And one difference that we didn't say is that if you admit by a Tam, you're off the hook. And if you admit by a mood, you're not off the hook. Right? So it must be that the damages... That, you pay, that the Chatsi Nezek Is actually a monetary obligation Otherwise you should have Gotten off the hook By half damages uh-huh. Says the Gemara ton of a Shire No We're just listing a few things And we left out Some other Says the Gemara Classic You don't only leave One thing out My Shire The High Shire What else would I have left out Besides for That a A, a Tom Is What else is left out Shire Chatsi Kaifer We left out the Halacha Of half Kaifer That if, uh, if A person's animal Kills a person, so we learned that if it was a muad, you pay the full kaifer. If it, was a, um, if it was a tam, right? So the halacha is that there's no half kaifer. There's no half kaifer. So that would be another difference, that by uh, chazi kaifer, you would be off the hook. Says the Gemara, im yishum kaifer. If we left out, because we left out chazi kaifer, let me tell you something, that's not... Considered left out, la That's not considered left out. I'll tell you why. Says the top of Amud bey's ha'mani because who's the Tana of that Mishnah? he da'mar Mishalim Kaifer. of a Mishnah going to be says a tam does pay kaifer, and therefore you're not going to say that that's a difference between the tam and Amud. Hence, it's not considered a ton of a shire. So we're back to square one. What else did the Brisa leave out besides four mishalim al to say that that actually should have been included. So the Gemara says, you're right. Not a good proof from that b'raisa. You can't say ton of the shy. So here we go. Toshma, come and listen from here. Hey, Miss Shirei Remember this case. Top of today's daf. A guy walks into Bezin, And he says, my ox killed Yankel." you Shirei Esplani. Or my axe killed Yankel's axe. a mishalei malpi atzmi. You gotta pay. Now let me ask you a question. My axe. Does it say that my axe, who is a muad, gourd? Not specifically. It seems if you have an axe that's a tam, that gourd. What did the missioner say? Mishalei malpi atzmi. So if you do pay, even when you admitted. Is it a fine or monetary? It's monetary. Right? Because you're paying it even when it's your own admission. So Gamora says, no, not necessarily. Bemod. Maybe our is only dealing with a mood By a mood if he comes to bezin and says that it gores, so that's where we say, Mishali Malpiyats, money. You got to pay. But maybe if it was a Tom and there's only half damages, maybe it is a fine and to be off the hook. Says Gemara, whoa, 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 whoa. Chill. How's that possible? Avo Batamai, what be a lack of a time? So the guy walks into peasant. My animal that's a tam, Gord Yankel's animal. You're not gonna pay? I thought he says, Avda ishawplay. Ain't a Michal Mal Pyat's ma, my axe killed the Evid Kanani of Yankul. You don't pay. One second. So that's a case of not paying. Lift like the Listi Vidita. Our Mishnah could have showed us the two sides of the coin within one case. You didn't have to jump to the case of an Eved. You could have stuck within one case and said, When do we say our first halacha? That when a guy walks into Bezdin and says, My axe damaged, killed a Jew, killed an axe. That you got to pay, we should say, When is that true? But let's say it was a time. You don't pay. Why did we have to give a case of not paying of an Eved? Why would you jump to an Ebed? Just say. It's a tam. tam you don't pay. So the Gemara says, no, no proof. Kula Bemud, come the entire Mishnah is dealing with a muod, and since the whole Mishnah is dealing with a muod, the other side of the coin is going to be what? Tom? I'm not talking about a tom. I want to give you another case, says our Mishnah, of a muod, and still in a Mishnah, and that is, when he says, my animal that's a muod, killed Avdeh Yishol The Allah is going to be, you're not going to pay. You want to know, oh, you should have mentioned Tom? No, we prefer to stick within the case of Moore to show me the two sides of the coin than to jump to a case of Tom. Bottom line is, we have no proof whether Palganiska when you pay half damages, is it a fine? Or is half damages considered monetary? We still do not know. So let's keep going over here. Says the Brysa. Toshma, come and listen. Zakla. Our Mishnah ended off by saying, here's the rule. Anybody who pays more than what they actually damaged. Okay. Anytime you pay more than what you actually damage. So, for example, the Torah gives a flat fee for what you pay. Doesn't matter if you lost that, or if the guy lost that or not. And he killed the guy's Evid. The guy's Evid was worth uh, 10 shekel. The guy was on, it didn't matter what he was able to accomplish. You still got to pay the 30. So, You don't pay if you admit, it's considered a fine. Now, the implication is, what if it was less? What if it was less? Let's say I had a a servant valued higher. What's going to be the halacha? Let's say I have a servant valued at 50. I'm going to have to pay 30. And I'm going to be Mishalim al-Piatzma. It seems from the Mishnah, I will have to pay when I admit. Now, if I am paying when I admit, that does tell me that, there, that there's monetary obligation here. Because otherwise, it should be across the board. So, G'mar says, no. Don't imply that if it's more than you do pay, uh, then uh, you do pay with your admission. Rather, el imaha kemashahizik Mishalim al-Piatzma. What it means is that if you if you are paying as much as you damage, then you pay al piatzma. says, you're not helping me anything. <laughs> you're not helping me." <laughs> let's say, let's say I'm paying less. I understand. not will We know That's still clear. Listening. So why don't we say Zaha Klal, Say mishnah. Here's the rule. Ready? Anytime you're not paying whatever you damaged mashalim al piatzma. The mashar pochos <laughs> and the Gemara is asking a very basic question, which is what we were probably thinking when we read the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, here's a rule. You know how to know if it's a knas? How would you have written it? I'll tell you how I would have written it. If it's a, you know how to you know if it's a knas? If it's a flat fee, independent of what you damaged. It could be more than your damage, it could be less than your damage. But you it's a flat fee, totally separate from how much you damaged, doesn't matter, that's a knas. That's how we would have written it. But that's not what the Mishnah says. The Mishnah decides to say, if you're paying for more than your damage, then it's a knas. Okay? So, um, then... uh, So you see from here, you see from here, that the way to be Medayek our Mishnah Palga Nizka, when you pay half damages, it's money. It's a monetary obligation. Just from the way the Mishnah is written. Otherwise, you have all these questions. It's got to be Palga Nizka Says the Gemara. Tiofta. You're right. Half damages are a monetary obligation. It's not a knas. It's just the, how much you pay, Half damage. Because your shar is already watched and uh, you're a little bit off the hook, we're going to you know, have everybody share in the cost, says the Gemara. So, what's the halacha? Palganiska is memaina. If we say to Yufta, says the Gemara, and you should know the halachasa, palganiska, knasa. And now that we refuted palganiska, knasa, now that we said it's not possible for it to be a penalty, you should know the halacha is half damage is a penalty. Make any sense? No. Says the Gemara, yeah. You just uh, uprooted that? <laughs> there's no way half damage is a penalty. And then you're telling me half damage is a penalty. What, what What's going on here? Says the Gemara, and listen to this, this is beauty. Taima, listen to this. Taima, the reason why we said there's no way half damage is a knas, is a penalty, is a fine what's the reason why we uprooted half damage as being a fine? because the Mishnah didn't write it the way that we would have written it that whenever it's not the exact amount of damage it's a knas I'm sorry Yeah, you're off the hook if you admit why didn't it say that? I'll tell you why says the Gemara I'll tell you why that what we thought was a tiyufta is not so great you know what? It's not such a great question because our Tana didn't want to write whenever you pay Kimasha Hizik. Whenever you're not paying the same amount you damage, then it's a Knaas. He didn't want to write it like that. You know why? There's an exception to that rule, which is, Kivan De'ika Chatzinezek Tzreiris. Mamish Bavakamad is beautiful. Since there's another halacha of nezek Tzreiris. Now Chatzinezek means Half damages by pebbles. What's that? Sechazi Natik is the following. There's a halacha that if a person's animal damages in its usual way without intent to damage. Okay? So, it's it doesn't need to be pebbles per se, but that's going to be a classic case. You have an animal walking down the street and it's kicking up pebbles. It's kicking up pebbles. And those pebbles shoot out and damage something. So the halacha is is that if it's kicking up pebbles in a public property, there's no obligation at all for service. Anybody who goes into a public property and gets damaged through other people or their property damaging in a normal way of going, that's that's your regular um, risk to reward that you need to take into account whenever you take a... Whenever you take a walk on a sidewalk. Regular stuff. You know, that's, that's the... However, the halacha is, if Tzorairus damages in a private property, right? So then, you're going to have to pay Chatzinezek. You have to pay Chatzinezek, you have to pay half damages. Now, over there, everybody's in agreement, by tsroros when you damage with your power, when your property damaged with its power, that, that is going to be mamon. That is a financial half payment that is certainly a financial payment and therefore since there's a case of Tzriras where it's certainly mamon even though it's Khatzi, so our Tana of the mishnah didn't want to write that if you're ever not paying it's a knas that's not true therefore that's why the Tana didn't write that's why the Tana didn't write Kimasha why because it wouldn't have been a true statement, so we wrote yeser al mashahezik. I why, eh. bottom line is it's not a strong tiyufta, and the Gemara ultimately wants to paskin that the halacha is it's a knas. Okay, so now we're, we're what are we walking away with? Palganizka knasa. When you pay half damages, it's a fine payment. Listen to this Gemara, how we end off the parak. Now that we have established, maybe pay half damages, it's a fine. Ready? Hi If somebody's dog, eats a sheep. Sound familiar? Yeah. Vishunra and his cat to Akhul Ravravi that ate a lot of large chickens. No, I added that in. Okay. So uh, you have a dog that eats a sheep. You have a cat that eats a chicken. We would say that this is, this is Mishunah, this is unique. This is not regular, this is unusual, okay? And when something is unusual, now we're not talking about right now, we're assuming we're not talking about a damaging dog, we're talking about a polite dog, even though we know the famous story from B'odiz and Ibschitz, a dog is a dog is a dog is a dog, and animals and animals and animals and animals. He had this whole thing with this priest who convinced him that a cat can be a waiter. A famous story, right? And B'odiz and Ibschitz put a little mouse as this cat with a tuxedo was walking around serving and he turned back into a mouse. Right? Over so the mice, if you have a dog that's domesticated, it's trained, it's fine, and now it goes and eats a sheep. So over there, it's not it's not usual for it to do that. You're gonna to have to pay nezek aval zutre. but let's say it kills or damages something which is smaller and more normal, or Chehu, that's usual umagvinon, and we should be allowed to take payment from it in Bovel. The itofas. Now if the Owner of the sheep, or I'm sorry, yeah, if, or the the owner of the smaller animal took payment from the owner of the cat or the owner of the dog. <laughs> We're not going to take it away from him. Now the 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 bateidin, the bezdin and didn't really have the power. To force the to force that payment, but if a guy forced the payment on himself, we're going to say, "Hey, the owner cannot take it back because the ma'aser. This guy took the halacha, the, the, took the money. I'll halacha." The Amar Ekvola Zimnal Ertisral and if the party uh, that um, that uh, um, got hurt, got damaged, said, "You know something, I want to go to Eretz Yisrael. We're in Babel. And we're gonna we're gonna have litigation over there. We're gonna we're gonna go to Bezden. The halacha is makveinon lay. So we say yeah, go there to solve for that psak. The loyazil and if they, the guy doesn't show up, mishamtinon We create a cherem. We put our harchakos. We put distances on the person. mishamtinon And the halacha is that whether or not. Um, whether or not he's taken to Bezdin or not, Mishamtina Lei means we, we, we put him in trouble. We distance ourselves from him. Why? For the following reason. Says the Gemara, you know, very nice you have a dog. Very nice you have a cat. You say like this You know your animal now damaged. It is your responsibility to get rid of that from your property. Your animal damaged. Your dog now showed that it could damage. You got to get rid of it. You don't get rid of it, we're going to distance you from the community. We're going to put you in a kharim. Mm-hmm. Titania, meet Because of Rav Nosson's reasoning Titania, learn to embrace Reb Nosson. How do we know it is forbidden for a person to raise a bad dog? If a dog is completely domesticated and there's no chance of it ever doing damage, it's completely trained, seems there's no prohibition, but if you have a kelevra and a dog that that damages in his house um and also a person is not let to put anything that could cause danger in their house they can't place a a a shaky ladder to go up to their second floor. How do you know that it's forbidden? To have these things that damage in your house. It's forbidden to have anything that could cause blood slash damage. That poses any sort of danger to other people. Even inside of one's home. A beautiful message here. Even if it's my own house. I'll say you stay away. Beware of dog. You stay away. You, uh, don't be coming up my steps. The Allah is within one's home. We we don't we don't live on an island. We're not off on by ourselves. A person has to make sure that their home is a safe place for people to come to. Hadron aloch elu Hadron aloch elu Hadron aloch elu Miles up to everybody finished. The uh, the third parak and let's just quickly start the next mishnah. We'll we'll restart from here. Let's read the first line. We're familiar with the first mishnah of the fourth parak. Nara ispatza. Uh, Nara, that was seduced, that had pitoy, Bushosa, Upogma, Uknosa, Shalavia, so the embarrassment, and the Pagam, the loss of value, and the knas, the fine Shalaviyah, goes to the father. Um, all right, we'll, we'll, start, we'll stop right there. We'll hold it here, we got the new Paragon going, we'll hold it here, Be'ez Hashem, tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.